If you turn with me to Psalm 25, Psalm 25, I'm uh, going to focus this morning on verses 14 and 15, but I'd like to read uh, not all of Psalm 25 this time, but uh, beginning in verse 8. So I'll be reading verse 8 through 15, God's precious word, beginning in verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he teaches sinners in the way. The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he guides his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth to such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity, and his descendants shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Father, as we come joyfully to your table, we thank you that you have invited us there, you've commanded us, and we thank you that we can come, and we do pray that our hearts would be ready as we hear your word. Prepare us, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, in verse 12, we saw that one of the one way of knowing if a person fears the Lord, that you can tell that that is a God-fearing person, is that they choose the paths of the Lord. And they do that certainly by the grace of God. So they choose the paths of the Lord because they love his word, and the Lord then teaches them that way that, that is in his word. And those who fear the Lord are a blessing then to many people, to their descendants, and to all the upright, to the saints in general. Psalm 112, verse 1 tells us, Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wow, that's a lot of blessing for those who fear the Lord. And the first verse that we're focusing on this morning, verse 14, declares, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Again, a God-fearing person. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. So, to those who fear the Lord and who honor him and who worship him, worship his name, he shows them, it tells us here, the secret of the Lord, that which can only be begun to be grasped, really, by the Holy Spirit, his word, which is spiritually discerned. In other words, the gospel. And those who fear the Lord are also enlightened to the covenant of the Lord with them. Now, covenant can mean generally all of Scripture, And they live with that knowledge and hope because they realize they're part of the covenant people of God. And they seek to obey that covenant that they were given. We saw earlier in Psalm 25, verse 10, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth to such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. All his paths to such as keep his covenant. Now, the wonderful paths of the Lord, these paths of mercy and truth, are shown to those who delight in his covenant, in his word, and who strive by faith and by grace in in the spirit to keep their part of that. Psalm 103, verse 17. Here a few verses on how the covenant and fear are related. 103, 17. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. 
Psalm 105, verses 8 and 9. He remembers his covenant forever. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. The word which he commanded for a thousand generations. The covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac. Psalm 11, verse 5. He has given food to those who fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. And then Genesis 17, 7. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. Praise God. He is a covenant-making and keeping God. And this covenant, through the blood of Jesus, which we celebrate, praise God, each week at the table, is only possible for us to keep in him and through him. He must be our focus in this race that we're on, in these paths that we're on by his grace. And our commitment must be like David's here. My eyes are ever on the Lord, or my eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. So as we're walking on this path or running maybe on the paths of the Lord, in other words, the way of the Lord, we can be hindered. We can be hindered by a number of things, by uh, fear, or temptation, or doubt, unbelief, disobedience. And I remember reading, it was a long time ago, I was reading uh, about in the Olympics, especially sprinters in the Olympics. If they took one slight misstep or lost their focus for a fraction of a second, because it's only nine seconds or whatever anyway, if they lost that focus, it made all the difference in the race for them. It was a huge impact. And if our focus, if the gaze of our soul is distracted, dear family, by the many hindrances that, that can be around us, and, and those can be painful, and they can be hard to deal with. And we can try to avoid them, and we may stray uh, because we are not looking ahead in faith to Jesus. And we may stumble, and we may wander if we take our eyes off he who is the way, he who is our goal, he who has called us to be in the race and he is the one who enables us to finish it. If we take our eyes off of him, the race is gonna be very tough. And we finish well as we more and more look to him, look to Jesus. Hebrews 12, one and two tells us that we are to lay aside every weight, all those things that weigh us down and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Another way of saying that is it entangles us. We're all tripped up. And it says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And dear family, it's hard to run well if we are carrying around a lot of weight, the weight of unconfessed sin. And we need his grace to lay aside all these hindrances and the weight of sin. He's commanded it. And so we, we come to commune with him here at his table. And it reminds us of his covenant with us, his covenant of grace with us. Grace that we need to stay on the path, a grace we need to run with endurance this race that we're in, and the race can be hard, and grace we need to keep looking up at him. Even that, we need grace. Keep looking at, our, at the goal. Looking to Jesus keeps us from looking at all that the world entices us to focus on, and it does it all the time, and we ought to be aware of that. Looking to Jesus, we must do continually. And our sinful hearts may want to follow this or that. 
And the evil one tempts us to make someone else or something else our goal. My eyes are ever on the Lord, David said, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. He, he will do that. We usually think, oh, I, I messed up here. I got this net, I'm all tripped up. I have to, I have to really work hard here. So we're looking down uh, at our feet, so to speak, trying to extricate ourselves from the nets that cause us to stumble, that entangle us as we try to walk by faith. And it doesn't help us to get out of that mess, not at all. We think so, of course. Well, I just gotta work harder down here on getting this net out of my feet. I just need to pull harder. I, I can get myself out of this mess. What a big error. No, we cannot do that. It's by looking to Jesus and following how he leads us. So we're looking ahead instead of looking down at this mess and he says, go this way or that way by his precious word. That's how we get out of this mess. Out of the nets that entangle us. Not by our frustrated and mostly ineffective yanking and grunting and whatever, uh, by our misplaced focus in other words. And dear saints, please do everything you can which is given by the grace of God to keep your eyes set on him. Let's more and more look to our Savior and our Deliverer so we may not be tripped up or we, we may not wander from his path. And the battle against our three main foes can only be won as we look to Jesus, as we remember the covenant that we have in Jesus and as we delight in communion with Jesus. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we rejoice that you have called us to walk in your way, in your will, which is good and acceptable and perfect. And that to do so, we have your precious word, which points us to you. And as we come to this communion with you, Lord, we pray that we would be strengthened by grace, by your love for us, by this communion with you. And we pray that we would be joyful in your covenant, your covenant mercies this morning. And then that we would walk less and less entangled and hindered by our sin and more and more that we would be steadfastly looking to you, Lord Jesus, our Lord and our Savior and the finisher of our faith. Oh Lord, may our eyes be upon you now as we partake of these signs of your goodness and your grace. And we ask this in the name of Jesus, amen.